So I was actually asked the other day where I got that sound clip from, that song from, and I was so proud to go, I wrote it and recorded it myself. You should have told them to listen to the episode. <laughs> well, that's what I did after that. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Couch Crouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. I'm Gonzo. Yeah. <laughs> We're all back together. Once and for all proving that Joe and I are not the same person. <laughs> uh, ah, that was weak. I think I won. I think I won. You got this new flavor of monster, though. It reeks. Have you had... Pacific Punch. Have you had the god-awful new uh, zero-calorie one that's, like, in the bright green can? No. No. It's fucking And it's trash. monster? Yeah. You're not going to have to have it tomorrow, it's, right? It's, some, it's, the, it's the ultra, so it's, like, mm-hmm. the zero-sugar, zero-calorie. Yeah. And it tastes like... Um, it's supposed to be like a tropical flavor, uh, and it tastes like ass. This one, this one tastes like uh, if you made Kool Aid as a kid and used way too much of everything and not enough water, but also it's tingly caffeiny. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's very sweet. I mean, not it's that pretty good. Not that Monster is a sponsor, although they could be. Um, or no, it's kind of more like a uh, Hawaiian punch. Okay. Mm. Um, I am a fan of the white can of yeah. of Monster. Um, although the uh, red can, mm-hmm. all sugar free, mind you. Yeah. The red can tastes like a Shirley Temple. I like the red. I like the blue. I like the purple. I like the white. I like the the um, the black cherry one. Do you like the orange one? I don't think I've ever had the one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, although I will say, Monster is not my energy drink of choice. Yeah, you're is, you're I mean, a rock yep, star. Is yeah. diet rock star better than amp? Yeah, I, I don't like it. I mean, Amp. I actually don't like Rockstar all that much. No, I know either, you don't. The blue diet Rockstars are good, too. They, See, I don't like the blue diet Rockstars. They, I like the white the only, can. Those were yeah. the only ones that they had on campus at yeah. CCSU when I, I was I like in need the, of an energy drink. I, I, like the, the, I like the white uh, the white can. Put oh. both ears on. Yeah, you could do that. I'm going to do that. So, um, uh, lots lots of changes. Lots of things going on. Not changes. Lots of things going on. First of all, Gonzo, welcome back. Yay. You've had quite a busy time. I mm-hmm. really have, and it's not over yet. I'm legitimately blowing off uh, another rehearsal tonight because I just don't have time in my life for anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So you, um, your show did open. Yes, it Hair opened. did open this it weekend. It did open on a Friday. It's been pretty good so far, yeah. honestly. How are the, uh, how the houses? Uh, Friday was kind of empty. And like a mostly older crowd, but Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday have been pretty, pretty well full. Fantastic, yeah. good, that's good. That's great. And uh, yeah, I'm actually super proud of the cast because I mean it's been I I haven't told you any of the nonsense that's been going on, and I will off air. No, absolutely, yeah, we don't. This have is not a uh, gripe session. No, not right? at all. But um, I mean, for one, the cast as a whole, got stronger because it has kind of been a sinking ship since day one. Listen, uh, hey, and some, I, adversity will yeah. will bring a group and together, you know, absolutely. Some, some people bailed out when they could, and fuck you. Um, and a lot more people stayed on and actually put the work in. But That's it was awesome. looking cool. That's pretty awesome. hairy up until the day of. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple good, we actually had a dress rehearsal. Wow. That was a full run dress rehearsal. Wow. Part of this is because Chris was elsewhere. I'm, I'm sure you, well. Uh, on, I have no idea what's going on, and on we'll talk Sunday, about it. Yeah. I mean, there was the, uh, so you know about what happened with uh, uh, 
no. Datura, right? No. From uh, Hole oh, in Wall? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I know what so happened So he, he, he was out um, at that. A member of the local theater community passed away, mm. and it was... Um, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was, well, it's obviously very sad when anyone dies, but, uh, I don't think this one was expected. No, no. no so wasn't. like this was out of left field. And so Chris was out at, uh, at that service yeah. on Tech Sunday, mm-hmm. which meant that. Taking well, pictures with people I never thought he would take mm-hmm. pictures with again. It was great. It was actually really nice to see that. But like we, uh, we already had the set built before Tech Sunday, which is a goddamn first. That's a, that's a, wow. And yeah. without him there. Uh, all the cast went upstairs, worked on music, while uh, the tech crew actually got to do a paper tech and run through and nice. get shit together. That's so impressive. by the time we got to dress rehearsal, it was a full dress rehearsal. Uh, it was really good. and But especially Sunday. Sunday's the real reason I'm super proud of everyone in the show. Because you know me, I'm pretentious and shit. Yep. And I like to at least act like I'm a professional mm-hmm. and get shit done. So on Sunday, you know, we roll in and one one actor is it's their own fault. They they're like, "Oh, I'm so hungover today." Well, why the fuck were you drinking mm-hmm. so heavily before a matinee? Right. You know better. Right, yeah. Um another performer when I got there was sitting there looked l- like you know, ill. Mm-hmm. And so I asked, hey, what's up? And she says, you know, I'm j- I just got really dizzy for some reason. Mm-hmm. Now, she's had a seizure in the past, but only one and doesn't know the, the triggers or anything. So, right. you know, we wound up telling her to sit this one out, get healthy, mm-hmm. heal up. Another person rolled in an hour and 15 minutes late for call. Jesus Christ, man. And was then sitting about bitching about how, so, oh, I'm so sick. You, you, you know this person. Yeah, you'll, you'll, um, you'll, give me, you'll, you'll yeah. put names and faces. I'll, I'll give you the lowdown down, yeah. right. later. But so, and on top of all this, it's that goddamn matinee energy, which is just yeah. weird. Yeah, it's already mm-hmm. weird, yeah. And so, you know, but as soon as we got on stage, for once... In my life, nobody let it drag and pick up steam. They started heavy and they once kept in your life in 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 this company's shows. No, and in a matinee in general. I mean, ordinarily, even your shows, they start incorrect. No, no, no. They have dragged for the first song or two. No, you're absolutely right. Their, you're absolutely their, right. There's steam going, but you know. I think it was partly because it was this drowning ship everyone fought so hard to stay on. Sure. Mm-hmm. That when shit started to go wrong, they hit the ground running mm-hmm. and kept right. going hard through the yeah. whole thing. Absolutely. And it was honestly one of the best shows this mm-hmm. this weekend. Well, congratulations. I'm glad it worked out nicely. And yeah, so now that the show is up, in theory I would have more time. But of course you've got <laughs> now my Monday rehearsals for fair. So yeah. now I have Monday night fair rehearsal, mm-hmm. Tuesday night vocal rehearsal, which is what I'm skipping tonight, and I'm not straight up skipping. I messaged and said, hey, yeah. I could really use just a day off, mm-hmm. which I would have gotten on Thursday, except we have a pickup for hair on Thursday this right. week. Right. So yeah. so Wednesday will be fight, Thursday will be that, Friday, Saturday, Sunday will be shows. So uh, for people that listen um, and wait Tuesday night for shows. Mm-hmm. Um, starting next week, you're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna switch to Thursday night. 
Sorry, guys. Um, once schedules are back to normal, we'll probably go back to Tuesdays. But for mm. now, I like Tuesdays. We all yeah, like Tuesdays. The three of us, everyone likes Tuesdays. Tuesday so. works. Yeah. It's a good um. Day. So we'll probably be back um sooner than later. But in the meantime, you know, we're gonna do that. So let me um. So uh, well, before I before I talk about the show, Joe, your week. How you been? Uh, you know, things are good. I turned twenty six yesterday. Yes, you most yes, certainly did. Happy belated. Feliz cumpleaños. Um. April got, Fools, baby. Got some Legos. Got a plush Yoda. You know, got some got some cool stuff. Some cool nerd stuff. You think your dad thought that your mom was April Fools pranking him when she goes, "I'm in labor. We need to go to the hospital." He's like, "Ha! That's hilarious." I mean, I'm still waiting for them to pull out my real birth certificate. <laughs> Listen, I would say that, "Ha ha! That's hilarious." If Joe's dad had, if Joe's dad was wasn't Vulcan. Well, I don't know. Although it could be your mom attempting to, you mm. know, break into his cold Vulcan heart with, <laughs> with, with the, the power of humor. Maybe but. he wasn't so Vulcan before this fuck was born. No, that's Nina's fault. I mean, yeah, it could be Nina's fault. <laughs> he <laughs> never responded to me on that dating app, by no, the way. No, did you not? No. She never messaged me back. I would say he probably wasn't Vulcan when he was in college, and then he got his stomach ulcers from drinking too much, and that's probably when it started going downhill for him. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I mean, there was some, uh, y'all foreigns carry on a family tradition, don't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> I did, uh, laundry for the first time in like a month the other day. It was pretty good. Um, got some active shooter training at work, you know, oh. just fun stuff. Real Shit. fun stuff. You know, I actually had to do training for that as yeah. well. Um, did you do Alice training? Is that what you have? Um, yes. Yeah. It's, that's the, that's an acronym. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm a software developer. Fun. We we don't do that. Well, I don't work in the public sector. Well, I mean, actually, no. It is I the mean, public in sector, theory, I work. You for, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. In theory, I work for a nonprofit, but still, I mean, folks could walk in and start shooting shit up. Um. So what I've been up to besides my job, which is working out very nicely. Yeah. The new yeah. Job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You never responded to my text, by the way. Which one, sir? When I was listening to. Um, yeah, Gonzo's been listening like, to the archives, just yeah, terrifying. Yeah. And I got a couple uh, responses to some of the episodes I'm not here on. And you know what? I'll just start with them. Number one, on your uh, Drinking and Dragons episode. Yes. I would love to defend myself on this. I defended myself to you over text, but I would love to make this public to Go the listeners. Go for it. Go okay. for it. I love the expanded universe. Yes. This is true. But... It is a piece of hot garbage, and only 90% of those books are worth your time. Mm. So I would say 10% of those books are worth your time. Oh, wait, no, I got that backwards. Yeah. You know what I meant. So like they're garbage. the reason I didn't answer you was there was no need. Yeah. Like that statement was viable. Yeah. So I yeah. would just love to put that out to the okay. listeners right. who, who heard you. Next? What's the next one? Do you uh, remember? The next one. Yeah, so there was, I think it was... It may have been this most recent episode where you're breaking in your son of Sandler boots. Yeah, which, which are fucking gorgeous. Which, I'll show them to you. Which ties into what made me remember this, which is you talked about your job. That new job must be paying you pretty good. You got a new kid. <laughs> you got a new baby you're taking care of, and you can still spring for Sandlers. Well, you know. All right. What can I say? You know, if only I could get some Sandlers my own self. They're worth it. They're and worth it. I, I cannot. Nice boots. I cannot. I cannot recommend these fucking boots enough. I cannot re recommend these. Son of Sandler's, man. Look them up. It's 
S A N D L A R online. And Joe, um, or yeah. honestly, you could check them out at, at a lot of Renaissance fairs. And Joe, if you're looking to, to LARP and you don't want to spend all of that money on them boots, oh God, no, don't, no, not for, not for a know, new, not for a new mm, LARPer. We got, I got like the ones I wear to fair are just in times, yeah. which are kind of mm, pattern yep. replicas. But and so honestly, I think the guy's a bit of a skis ball who runs the place. But yeah. but it's sonofsandler.com. That's S O N O F. S-A-N-D-L-A-R.com. Now, I will tell you that my four-button ankle boots ran me $300, yeah. mm. which is expensive, but honestly... Especially for four-button. Like, well, no, I mean... Like, I think for 300 I got my uh, eight-button knee-high yeah, from Justin Times. Yours were, or, or were yours handmade? And, and, uh, yeah. I honestly don't know. Yeah. They're not of the same quality, yeah, no. right. but they're definitely good um, and but fairly just, resilient. But Justin yeah. Times are good. Um, the, the reason I bought the Sandlers is because I've been LARPing now for 25 years, and I've always wanted a pair. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was mm-hmm. like when I was 19 years old, I went into a guitar store. Um, I had a shitload of money from mm-hmm. working at Nordstrom. So I just had this like, ri- and I had just gotten this ridiculous commission check. Right. So I went and bought a Martin guitar. I mm-hmm. always wanted a Martin since I was a kid. Yeah. And I paid, I don't know, for an acoustic. I think I paid like four grand for it, mm-hmm. which is a lot of money for a guitar. Um, But yeah. I always wanted it. I don't have that Martin anymore. I sold it mm-hmm. and bought a $900 Martin. Which I like so much more than than the mm. one I, I spent four grand on. So, you know, I was that age. Yeah. Um. You got anything else? Yeah, I got like two more. No, as many as you need. Now, this is. Yeah, this, we're, we're catching sir, up. You are generating content. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, I'm actually listening to. You know, I broke I'm that so long running streak. Of I'm not so excited that you're listening to the show. It's a good show. Yeah, we do. We put out a good pretty show. Pretty good, really honestly. Do. It keeps me entertained, and I'm yeah. here for half of it. Though I can't tell you how many times I'm riding uh, along listening to an episode I'm on, and I'm like, why did I say that? Or, <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot I said that. So what, what, what other... I, I, don't, I don't know what comes out of my mouth That's half okay. the time. What other, um, what other issues do you have? Uh, not really issues, but let's see. I think that I may be interested in LARPing, mm-hmm. like stick LARPing. So I will say, just... As not a, in the immediate future. No, no, no. too much yeah. going on. No, but. I will say as a result of our episode... <clears throat> Uh, friend of the show. We're gonna see what happens over the next. I don't know why Trump is on this. <laughs> Jordan's gonna be so mad you put Donald Trump <laughs> over his theme song. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Jordan signed up for May's Fantasy Quest. Freudian. So. No, I just I, I still had CNN up and I didn't realize. Jordan's never going to buy us another bottle of whiskey again. We love you, Jordan. Has he bought more whiskey since that first one? No. No, not in a while. All right. All right. So, um, um, no, I had like yeah. one more. Go for it. And this is for the YouTube channel. Yes. Because I am listening back to the back episodes and uh, in the uh, upcoming movies of 2019. Yes. None of which I've seen yet. Okay. At all. I still need to see Captain Marvel. We should do that. Um mm. I'm actually really excited to see it, but I've had no time. Yeah. Right. And you really should see it before we go to see Endgame, which we now all have tickets for. Yes. Yes. Right. Thankfully, I will be free for that. That will be a Thursday night episode. Yeah. Well, it's a Thursday night movie. So. Yeah, which but, Captain Marvel is a Thursday night episode, yeah. too. So. It's true. And I haven't listened to your episode on it because I know that we are bad at not spoiling. No, movies. we were really good on that episode. We actually did not do a really good job not We didn't anything. spoil shit. All right. 
Good, it's sitting at the top of my queue right now because yeah. I keep skipping down to the next lowest one. So how far back have you gone? Um, I'm actually back now into the holiday episodes. Okay. Like, and I listened to the Halloween episodes just for fun. Sure. To sort of begin. Mm-hmm. But then every every week when a new one came out and I wasn't here, it was like, all right, I'll listen to what they had to say. So you had you had one more thing you wanted to address. Um, yes. So... In the uh, twenty nine, the m- upcoming movies of twenty nineteen episode. Yes, Joe plays Mario Party alone in his car. Yeah, and it's really depressing. Yeah, and then Joe says we should do an episode where we play Mario Party together. So it's one of the ideas that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and and literally, it's called. Hold on, Joe gave it a funny name. What did you call it, Joe? I think I called it the friendship test. Yeah, yeah. it was the friendship <laughs> test. But so you see. That's not going to be fun for people listening. What you do is you YouTube that shit. Okay. Yeah. That's a YouTube episode mm-hmm. right there. I agree. So, I agree 100%. So, uh, yeah. Which I did finally play around a Mario Party with other human beings I mean, for I've, my birthday. I've got the game. Yeah. Like, I've had that. We could play I've Smash, never, too. I've never played a Mario Party game before. We could play in my life. We all have Smash. I have Smash, but I still don't know how to play. That's all right. I could... You could school Still, me. Yes. I mean, if you guys pink Samus, if you guys want, we you know after we're done playing that, we can I can make myself feel better and we can play a couple rounds of Street Fighter. Yeah, I'm horrible at that. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'm not. I like games that respect my button mashing, <laughs> but also okay. I know the the I know how to play Smash. Oh, that, speaking that one of I games, do have. yeah, I finally finished the main story of Spider Man. Yeah, that game is so fucking good. I'm at the end. I'm at Calamity Ganon. Oh yeah. On Breath of the Wild right now. I've got so much more Breath of the Wild to play. Still mm-hmm. so much farther than me. Oh yeah. But but I was like, "All right. God damn it. I'm going to finish this story and then go do everything else yeah. later." I think I'm still on my way to defeat my first beast. Oh yeah, the yeah. big elephant. Whichever one I pick yeah. first. I don't really, think but... you have to do them in any order. I oh. think the elephant. No, like, I still well, the elephant, I think you have to do first. And then the rest of them, the I other did, four, yeah. you can do. I'm, I'm on my way to get the elephant, and I have put it down to play Spider Man. So um, good. Oh, yes. And this isn't podcast related news, oh, but okay. since we're on games now, go for it. Uh, I just re upped my subscription to 14. It's funny, I was thinking about dropping it. Eh. Well, see, Dan picked it up and. Dan, of course, being Dan's like, Gonzo, you should play 14. It's like, I used to, and then mm-hmm. I didn't. What server are you on? Adamantoys. I don't even know what server I'm on. Which was kind of, so I texted him as I'm thinking about getting back into it. And a couple of my fair friends play it too. Yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, I, I have, you know, uh, a character that's all level 70 crafting. Like, I like mm-hmm. I have my guild, well, like I'm I, a guild crafter. Like, I, would, I, would, I would start again from the beginning. I never got that far in the first place, mm-hmm. so I would like to go through the story, you know, again. A story's and, fantastic. And get it back but I in my head. So, in fact, right now, I'm just launching it right now on my computer. I am so behind on updates, it's going to take forever to update it, so maybe I'm glad I did it. But so... Uh, well, that's cool. So, yeah, he's like, you should get back into it. And so as I'm thinking about it, I text him say... Hey, what server are you on? Oh, I'm on Adam and Toys. Oh, cool. That's the one that I already have tunes on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have once again no time to do this. I probably right, should have waited right. a month to yeah, pay right. the subscription. But so, what is new in Couch Crouch's world? <laughs> well, hi Gonzo. That so, hasn't been on in a while. Not at a while. Um, I decided to be proactive, mm-hmm. and I have begun promoting. Via social media, joining social media groups, 
you know, talking to podcasters around the world. It's really exciting. Um, we've gotten some new subscribers from that. Welcome so, news, yeah, we, subscribers. No, we definitely want to. We definitely want to say hi and welcome. Hello. Um, I, I promise that I'm back now. I promise that in a few moments, the format of the show is going to become apparent. <laughs> um, it's also, just been a while since we've seen yeah, Gonzo. So, so it's, catch up. You know, yeah, there was a lot of catching up. But I will say that think, counts as my news, right? Yeah, sure. I think Great. you will find that uh, our conversational nature is. Uh, is very uh, welcome and is. A and look different. at me not making mouth noises on a mic. Although I do have to say, Gonzo did just set up a perfect segue, which is the news. Well done, Gonzo. Higher pitched. Good. Um, I'm not going to make you do demonic <laughs> slow low this time. So yeah, here we are. Um, let me just get out of that real quick. Yes, get out of that. All right. Um, I guess I'll go first. Go for it. Um, Technically, I went first. Sure. You said mine counted as news. As you wish. Um, I'm just deciding which piece of movie news I want to do first. Um, I think this is my first week where I don't have any movie news. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do two movie stories. Uh, first one um, came from the other day. Um, Mark Hamill uh, is going to voice Chucky in the Child's Play I reboot. I saw that. All right. Really, All you, right. You can get behind That's that. Good. Totally, yeah. Fucking creepy yeah. as shit. That is going to be creepy as shit. He hasn't done the voice. So he was on Twitter, and he almost thought he was going to do the voice, but he didn't. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's Mark, I mean, Besides the fact that he is the greatest of all jokers, mm. like he has done so oh, he's much. He's an amazing voice artist. Yeah. yeah, he's done so much incredible voice work. Um, and supposedly, I mean, just this is apropos of nothing, they want to put him in a Marvel movie. Um, That's cool. I, I forgot what it was for. I'll, I'll, as you read your I mean, story. He was, well, he was talking about, because he's neighbors with James Gunn, so they right. were talking about putting him in Guardians 3. But it was but, something specific, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> go ahead and read yours. So, I love that James um, Gunn's directing again. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I mean, what's right is right. Yeah. What's right is right, you know, and and I, you know. It was exciting. I'll get on that all the time. I think in the end, you know, I just, yeah, absolutely. Continue. I apologize, Um, Joe. So uh, in D&D news, as an April Fool's prank, but as something that's actually, you know, kind of cool, uh, somebody made a full uh, supplement to um, Curse of Strahd where they made a full cookbook of recipes for things around uh, Barovia, complete with, like, monster parts and things. It's coming out? It's it's out on uh, the DMs Guild. Well, it's, the... There's, like, a full... It's called Anatonia Lupri's Ravenloft Cookbook. I'm going to use it. Well, I, you have you seen... I mean, there's that writer that does all of those science fiction fantasy cookbooks mm-hmm. like there's an elder scrolls cookbook that's out there yeah, there's yeah. a fallout yeah. cookbook yeah. that's out there i mean why not sorry yeah. why not it's yeah why it's, not it was a full and it's like full on they gave like all the monster parts that you can have in yeah. game but they're also usable recipes where if you substitute the monster parts for real world meat yeah so things. instead of bat wings you yeah. use chicken wings things right. like that yeah that's that's you really could probably cool. use bat wings can't you get those somewhere? uh the yeah. some dishes include harpy's vocal cords with moss pesto wolf steak with sacrificial lamb blood sauce <laughs> intellect of flower flambe and <laughs> kuotoa head and happy bleh, i don't know how to pronounce that word pop Papillote? Is that P A P 
O L L I O T E. Papio. Papiote. I don't know. Papiote. Papiote. All right. Tapioca. I just, I was reading that and I thought that was pretty cool. So my next one is another film. Um, the live action Akira has now been confirmed to not only still be happening, but in the process of production. Okay. Produced by Leonardo DiCaprio hmm. and to be directed by Taika Watiti. Okay. <laughs> is he casting uh, Scarlett Johansson in the main role or? I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's a ghost in the shell joke. Uh, yes. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, I feel like he's, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. I feel like he wouldn't. Um, so I mean, if if Tycho's in charge of it, like, not that I wouldn't go see it before, but I'd definitely go see it. Yeah. Hey, Battle Angel Alita came out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it did. Um, did anyone see that? No, but I, I have why friends that went to go see I it. Still, I've heard it's fun. And I still kind of want to see it. Yeah, so I had friends that went to go see it and said that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that movie. Like, legitimately, I was so excited for that. And then, as previously mentioned, I'm just finishing up the right. upcoming movies of 2019, and that was a February one, and I went, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I was so excited for that, and I haven't seen it. Mm. So, Actually, that it, might be coming... Towards like Blu-ray and, and streaming yeah, at this point, probably yeah. at some point. All right, Joe, what do you got? All right, my final article. Uh, the headline is: Millennials are sick of drinking. So this is just a big long article about how um, millennials are uh, realizing that they don't want to show up to work hungover anymore. So they're finding that millennials are frequenting bars and breweries less and less. And instead, opting to go to museums and things like that to meet up with friends. In other this news. is an April Fool's joke. No, this is came out today. In other breaking news, time continues moving forward, right. and people continue to age in yeah. a linear fashion. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. Um, That's all right. the 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 post millennials will be drinking soon. I mean, right? Think about it. Yeah, your oldest millennial is forty. That's true. Yeah. So in other news, baby you, boomers die. Right? Do you know what happens when you? are no longer, I don't know, 25 or 26, right. you go, wow, um, I can't live drinking mm -hmm. a quart of whiskey every other day. Well, you'd think that, but there are um, some of us that right. continue to live you know, Oh, wow. <laughs> so when I come home from work, um, I probably should stop. Um, I should probably get off the bong mm -hmm. by like 11 o'clock. You know, I, I, I don't I just... I feel like you like Gonzo says people mm -hmm. age you slow but it's down. Very, yeah, it's but it's very the article that goes on to talk about how like drinking for millennials has become much more of a social thing. They don't go out and do it like they don't meet at breweries. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, anymore, it sounds is, yeah, like they're growing. People up, are growing up once again in breaking news. Millennials getting older, doing adult things. Yeah. So, um, I will jump to uh, one more case uh, one more uh, 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 story not really a geek thing but it is uh, it is linked from floridaman.com <laughs> um, the Florida man uh, headline is Florida man applies for job gets arrested for attempted murder 20 years ago <laughs> see I didn't go I didn't go with an absolutely ridiculous one right I went with you know kind of a a funny one. Um, I mean, shit. I mean, he, he they they had his fingerprints, and uh, 
There was no, they had the fingerprints, but no fingerprints matched in the database. He applied for a town job, mm -hmm. required him to get fingerprinted. There you go. Yeah. So that's funny. Uh, to be honest, I'm a little disappointed in how funny that article was not. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll go with. I feel um, like. After April I, Fool's Day, there's yeah. like... I feel like I'll go with face-eating Florida man claims he was half man, half dog. I'd see, believe it. You need... See, mm. I, I think we need I to... I was well, stuck was, in the goddamn we, Tampa airport. I will believe it. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to find shit, I haven't been like some, week, some weekly world news shit yeah. and do a couple of well, those the thing, they had well. The, they had the whole meme thing of like... Because uh, there's know, a Florida Man podcast. Your now, your so. like life story is yeah. Google Florida Man and your birthday, mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it because my birthday is April Fool's Day. So like all the articles are like, is this real or is it not real? Because so, you never know with Florida Man. So I got the problem of on my birthday, uh, the Menendez brothers killed their parents. Oh yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, I could tell you that on my 40th birthday. This country made the biggest mistake it's ever made. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's yeah. yeah. So um, I, I meant to ask you. I haven't been on since before my since vacation. before your How vacation. Yeah. Um, did you go no. acid snorkeling? No, I did. God not. damn it, Gonzo! I wanted to. Trust me, I wanted to. After after the last time, that was Couldn't really find fun. any acid. I more or less, yeah. Um, so, but. I do have a story about the trip back home, okay. which I don't think I've told either of you. And there's a shitty part of it, and then another part that I'm pretty sure is really cool, but I don't have oh, is positive this, I saw confirmation. The, I saw on Twitter, did you? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll yeah. get to that. So, um, the, the flight back home, right? We're supposed to get on one of the first flights out of St. Thomas, to get over to San Juan, at which point my parents had more or less a direct flight back here. Mm. My brother, his wife, and I were going to have to wait around, but that's fine. We're in San Juan. Yeah. You know, we'll wait around in the airport. I'll buy some duty-free liquor, and sure, then we'll sure. fly back. And then it was going to be from San Juan to Baltimore, Baltimore to Bradley, get mm -hmm. an Uber home. Mm -hmm. It was still going to be a most-of-the-day affair, but whatever. Yeah. So we get up, ask Krakadon, like, I'm up at 5 in the morning. Uh, we get to the ferry for 6 in the morning so we can get on the very first ferry over to St. Thomas because we were on St. John, right? Excuse me. So we get on that ferry. We get to St. Thomas. We get to the St. Thomas airport. My parents' flight's about to leave. Well, our flight was actually supposed to leave first, but it kind of got delayed mm -hmm. so we're sitting there like all right well it's delayed it's delayed to <clears throat> 11 30 now okay well 11 30 it's like a half hour up and down puddle jumper and we'll still have plenty of time to catch our uh 1 flight out of san juan whatever mm -hmm. okay okay well now it's delayed to noon mm-hmm well, now it's delayed to 1, and now it's delayed to 2.30. At this point, we had already purchased another flight. Right. Another little puddle hopper. Because as it turns out, that first flight just wound up getting canceled right then. Mm. Well, right yeah. then and there. Yeah. So whatever. We've managed to get tickets on this other 
uh, flight to take us to San Juan. Mm. And that one was scheduled to take off, like, you know, 50 minutes or so before our flight from San Juan was supposed to depart. So it was going to be enough time that we could get there and walk to the terminal for boarding. Right. Except they took off like 10 minutes after they were scheduled to. Oh, no, they started boarding 10 minutes after they were scheduled to. Jesus. Now, it's fine because it was one of those... When I said the first one was a little puddle hopper, this one was one of those eight seaters that they have to like, seat yeah. according to a, weight. It was a rock mm-hmm. polisher. Yeah. So yeah, those are terrifying. So yeah. we get on there. It's a uneventful flight up and over. We land. Then so my brother got put on one before us because him and his wife are not small individuals. Sure. So it just made more sense to split them, and he went ahead and told. The, the, the people at the Southwest Terminal that we were coming. So we get up, we get down. Now her and I book it through the San Juan Airport. We mm. get there as they're finishing boarding right. our flight. We make it on there, fine, whatever. That flight, now instead of going to Baltimore and then a quick jump from Baltimore home, takes us to Tampa. Mm-hmm. It's at this point that... So we land in Tampa around, uh, I want to say it was about 6.30 in the evening. Mm -hmm. So now it's been a 12-hour day. Sure. We're only in Tampa. Yeah. This next flight takes off at like 9.30 Mm -hmm. to take us to Bradley. I'm pissy. I'm tired. Mm. I'm sore. Yeah. But thankfully. Bradley is the the primary Connecticut airport. But thankfully, Tampa being Tampa, has smokers' lounges. <laughs> so I had my first, second, and third cigarettes of the day. And we got on that, flew home. And the, the final flight from Tampa to Bradley was really nice because it was a mostly empty, empty plane. Mm-hmm. So I was able to... Because I'd been... Cr- they've been really full flights otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been cramped up out. with my brother and his wife because... You know, as previously mentioned, they're not tiny, and I don't really want to subject strangers to having to cramp up to them. Sure. I'm mm-hmm. family. I'll do it. Yeah. But on that last one, I got the whole, like, back row to myself. It was so nice. And uh, so the interesting part, the fun part, the part which I haven't gotten confirmed because I don't think he's ever going to confirm it for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in the... Uh, the St. Thomas Airport, and I'm getting a little grumpy. My brother's already gone off on his flight. We're waiting for ours now. Mm-hmm. And I decide, wait a minute. While the duty-free shop here is closed for renovations, because a lot of these things are still being reconstructed from the hurricane, right? Mm-hmm. right? While that's closed, so I didn't get any duty-free liquor. That's all right. While the bar's closed, they had a like smaller bar set up. So finally I noticed it. I'm like, shit, I'm gonna go do that Mm. so I go I stand in line and I hear a voice behind me that sounds very familiar like really familiar so I kind of turn I I look and there's this dude who again kind of looks familiar but Mm. not quite it was something about his face and there there was like this you know splotch on his forehead that I thought oh Gorbachev (laughs) well it kind of looked like a wine spot right so I'm like okay well I don't think this is who I think it is. I think just the voice sounds like it. Mm -hmm. 
So I get on the plane, come back and everything. And that's about when I decided to check Instagram. Excuse me. Because I just couldn't get it out of my head. Sure enough, Rob Paulson, the voice of Pinky. His name was Robert Paulson. But like, you know who I mean. Sure The voice of Pinky, the voice of a lot of your childhood. Mm. Well, maybe not your, but your childhood I mean, a good amount of, yeah. You know. The voice of Yakko Warner. Mm. Yeah, that's... Th- you know? I was a child then. I mean, I was a teenager, but I was a child Carl then. Weezer. It, I actually probably, when I was that age and you were watching me your age, I probably appreciated a lot more of the nuance than mm. you did. But so I go on... I go on uh, Especially Animaniacs. I go on Twitter and Instagram no, at that point. Prince. I go on Twitter and Instagram at that point, and I see that I'm 90% sure he was in Puerto Rico for something that weekend. Not only that, but he was accidentally headbutt by a fan while taking a, a picture with them. Mm. And in later pictures from that day, he had a bruise on his forehead where I saw it. Uh. And it's at that moment that I decided to go on Twitter and ask him, and he he didn't respond to me. Mm. Maybe he'll respond to Couch Crouches. Get on there, yeah. Joe. We'll, we'll tweet at him. But um, See what we can do. But yeah, it just would have been really cool. And if it was him, then my only true regret is, well, I have two. One, I should have just asked him, excuse me, are you Rob Paulson? Mm. And two, I had worn it like twice other, you know, two other times on this vacation. I had brought with me a Pinky in the Brain t shirt. <laughs> that that day it. I was not wearing. Right. Because had I been wearing it and had it been Rob Paulson and had I turned to him, mm. that surely would have answered my question. Right. But instead, I just figured, no, no way is Rob Paulson in the Caribbean mm-hmm. in this airport right now. Well, it turns out he was in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. At least I'm 90% sure he was in the Caribbean based on, like, Instagram right. stories yeah. and stuff. So, hey, Rob Paulson, if uh, if you listen to us, you don't listen to us. If Joe gets you to listen to us, yeah. he's not going to get you to listen to us. If he asks you on Twitter and you see it and respond... Let me know. It'd just be a really cool story to tell people that, mm. hey, I was in line for this airport bar with the voice of Yakko Warner. <laughs> also, happy belated birthday. So we'll move on now. Um, so if you uh, have Wait, ideas... That's, that's kind of news, too. Shit. Yeah. There you go. Why am I good at my job? <laughs> if you have uh, news items that you'd like us to uh, to read or anything you'd like us to say, Joe, how can they get in touch with us? They can email us at couchgrouches at gmail.com. They can find us on Twitter at couchgrouches. Uh, they can find us on Instagram at couchgrouches. They can go to facebook.com slash couchgrouches. Or if you're already listening, I'm assuming you've already done this, but you can go to your favorite podcasting app and search Couch Grouches, and we'll be the only one there. Like, rate, and subscribe, and don't forget to hit the bell to join the notification squad. <laughs> so at this That'll point, be much more relevant when we have a YouTube channel. Absolutely. Right. So at this point in time, um, for, those you, for those of you that are new, um, we actually do what the show's about now. Yeah. Um, Are we recording? Have we been recording? Yes, we have been recording for 39 minutes and 25 seconds. I noticed that Joe never asks that question. Why do I got to be the responsible one? Because I just sort of look over and see if it's going. I guess it is across the (laughs) table from me. Um, So, Joe. Yeah. 
you decided on the, the, the topic this week, so I'll tell you what, you take it away. Okay, um, so I was just thinking about this because, you know, we were discussing possible topics for the show and things like that. And um, one thing that I constantly hear um, from tabletop players is that they want to play a game, but nobody wants to DM or nobody wants to, you know, GM, no one wants, to, no run one wants to No one wants to run the game. These days, people are too um, smart to fall for that. So, you know, there's there's the part of the you know there's the part of it where there are players that have never run a game and they're not sure how to and they're not sure how to get started. There's the part of it that, you know, some people just say that they don't have fun doing it. So I figured, why wouldn't we come up with some advice or some tips about running game and making it fun for you and for the players? Because we've all run games before, and we've, you know, I, you know, I have fun when I run games, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys do too. It's, you know, it's, for me, it, it can be just as fun, if not more fun, as you know, being a player in a game. Um, so I figured, you know, it would be helpful to the people out there that want to be playing a game, and it'll be helpful for the people who want to try to run a game for the first time, and it might just be, you know, a little, little fun topic to cover for, for the meat of the episode. All right. So, um, where would you like to start? You know, like how exactly do you um, want to do this? Cause I mean, God knows I've got a bunch to say. Right. And... Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we go with like basics. What's your one oh one? What's your big, okay. what's your big thing you think everybody needs to know before they run a game and we'll, we'll break have... it down from there. So I did. I'll have to tell friend of the show, my friend of the show, Josh, not your friend of the show, Josh. Sure. And I presume you have a friend of the show, Josh. I don't think I know anyone named Josh that you guys don't know. Yeah, but like I also know his Josh, and I also right. know his Josh. So I'm dif- I'm distinguishing my friend of the show, Josh yes. Nixon. We'll call we'll call Sound Josh your friend, yes. Josh. Okay, there you go. He um, is okay. Yeah, sorry, Josh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, not, he's also my friend, but yeah, like, right, and he's my friend. You too. know, just yeah. so he he actually started running a Curse of Strahd game because he got tired of me not being able to run. Bet your mind's funnier. I don't know. He's come up with some. Just hilarious bullshit. Excellent. That I will tell you more about later. Yeah. I would, however, like to point out that one of the first modules he ran from that book was Death House. Mm. And they like have a, a barbarian. Like running Death House. And I mean, it's it's yeah. at the beginning of right. the. Uh, and the so there's a barbarian. He went crashing through the walls too. <laughs> the Grumbo spirit lives. So did he get killed by a medicine check? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> but he did do it. You I did. did. I told him I told him vague stories about me crashing through mm. the walls before, but I never told him what, what game it was yeah. in or whatever. Independent of any of these stories, he got to the exact same point, looked at it, went, Nah, I'm going through that wall. <laughs> That's just what you do. Yeah. So I did but I'll a, tell him to listen to this. Mm-hmm. So I did a bit of research, and by research, I mean I jumped onto the internet for a mm-hmm. couple of minutes, and I looked at like you know, some, I, some lists. Well, I like, put in new DM tips, right? And I was shocked at how different mm-hmm. a lot of these were, and it clearly shows how. How how different approaches mm-hmm. to role playing games yeah. are, um, you know. Um, you know, some were very big on, you know, 
know your rules, be mm-hmm. ready to da 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 da. You know, it really kind of very like strict and yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, the hard nosed bookkeeper type. You know, you know, you know, you know, you um, you know, don't waver on your rules calls and really and you know mm-hmm. nothing that I necessarily disagreed with. Yeah, but. I thought the focus was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm basing what I'm about to say based on not only my DM style, mm-hmm. but my, you know, 30 plus years of play style. Right. The kind of games I like to play, the kind of games I don't like to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. If I could give a couple of pieces of advice mm-hmm. to um, to a um, aspiring DM, mm-hmm. um, I would say a couple of things. One, be ready for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, be ready to, to 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 shift at a moment's notice. Even if you're playing out of a published adventure, mm-hmm. be ready to shift at a moment's notice. Know that if you're running out of a published adventure or something that you've written and scripted out, mm-hmm. know that always <laughs> that is not that is a book of suggestions. Right. That's um, why I love his stories about running this for the first time. Yeah. Is because you know. I've already forgotten what it was to like run my first game, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I forget what it's like to look through the eyes of a new DM. And mm-hmm. I remember him getting so excited because he sat down a week in advance and totally planned out their first interaction with Strahd and how he was going to make him into this foreboding badass. And he gets there, and he gets about two sentences into his Strahd like grand thesis. Mm-hmm. When the Blah. when the halfling warlock looks at him and says, "Huh, you dress pretty gay," <laughs> well, and when he turns to respond to that, that's when the barbarian nods at this. Okay, okay, I see. So you brought us here because you're so bored you want to die. Have you tried standing in the sun? <laughs> Strahd gestures to indicate the sun is currently out. No, no. Have you tried standing? In the sun. (laughs) And then they started to attempt to attack him. And just the look of defeat on his face as he's telling me the story is like, I had this amazing thing played out and the players just came in and motherfucked it. I looked at him like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, get used to it. Always have to. Um, I tell you right. I'll tell you right now. They're having fun. A good DM. You know, if you had to, what is your one skill? What is the one skill that makes a good DM? And that is the ability to anger impro- management. No, that is the ability to improvise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, always be ready. Yeah, to take a left turn because they might not walk into that dungeon. <laughs> now, keep in mind. Keep in mind. Sorry, right. the dungeon can be in the next cave they go into. <laughs> and that's actually exactly what right. I was about to say. You know. I'm not one for railroading someone. Mm. You know, I'm not for, you know, for having a, a, a having a, the players, no matter what they do, this mm. is where they end up. But 
I'll keep throwing my plot in right. front of them yeah. in ways that make sense mm-hmm. till either they take the bait yeah. or go, oh, Jesus Christ, Jim wants us to do this fucking module. Let's go do it and have fun. <laughs> it's like I explained it to him like this. Like, you're not railroading them even. You know, you know that they're going to come to a crossroads. So you've, right. given, you've come up with three potential things for them to wind up doing because they can go in either direction or go back the way they came, in mm. which case, fuck them then. What right. did you guys end up naming Strahd? Carl. Carl. <laughs> With but, a K. Yes. But so, like, you know, give them the... Th- <laughs> Vampire Cause, Carl. Because his right. name gave him power. He could watch us if, he, if, if we said his name. So <laughs> we called him Carl. Him Vampire Carl, that's right. <laughs> but I tell him, just be prepared with your three options. And if they decide, fuck the crossroads, we're going diagonally through the woods, all right. Pick one of your three options then. Although yeah. I have to say Curse of Strahd it's so is very open. is very but it's very yeah. well laid out going, hey, if they do this, you got all this shit. But to it's do. still so open. Like he right. he well, had played for the first time like, with me running mm-hmm. um Lost Minds of Fandelver, which sure. is a very traditional right. plot point A, plot point B. Mm-hmm. You're going it more or less in a straight line through it because it's for introductory players. Right, right. And then he saw me doing this, and he's like, Oh, okay, well, I want to do Curse of Strahd then. Opens it up, takes a one look at it and goes, oh, they can like go anywhere. Anywhere. Do well, anything. Well, when you guys were all murdered by werewolves. Right. That was that was your fault. There They're was just one of us who there. wasn't murdered by werewolves. Yeah. But that was And all... he was murdered by a man after because everyone else was dead by the werewolves. They're like, just about to be escorting her. You, you, you all made choices. You all made choices that led to that. Mm-hmm. I'm currently living vicariously through his yeah. story as well. So, has somebody... Oh, and I yeah. have to talk to you about a plan that I have. Because... Off the air. He lost... Uh, one of the characters... Actually, the, the player that I told you about in my yeah. game, who... The character concept was pretty hilarious, but totally unviable in a right. party setting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Once again, kind of did the same thing. Except this time he did more classic him power gamey sort of thing where he just mm. built this specialized sort of you know he ran yeah, the numbers yeah. etc so he was an elf with like a passive perception of damn near 20 mm-hmm. so it would be he walks into a room and it's like okay well what do I see your passive perception so high so here are your hit secret doors you know 3-5 elf yep. here are your secret doors but he decided to change it up which means that he's got a new character now, and Strahd has taken the old character to do something. And he's thinking maybe he wants to make him into a mid-boss. So I kind of want to talk to you about... Because this old character was a elf rogue. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have a pretty good build for a vampire elf rogue. I have a very good build for a vampire elf rogue. Okay. So we might have to talk. I'll see if I can dig them up. <laughs> All right. Um so that's that's really my big first one. Yeah. Is is be ready mm-hmm. to improvise, yeah. you know, um and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, the moment that you, you know because if you're if you're if you're running your game right and running a game is half telling a story and half hurting cats. Right, yeah. If you go into it understanding that and knowing that your big, huge story could be taken off the rails any moment, mm-hmm. um, 
remember that it's supposed to be fun for you too. Yeah. And if you go into it with a mind of us, I wonder what these fucking knuckleheads are going to do next. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a good time. I literally say when I sit down with you guys to play, I wonder what you fucking knuckleheads are going to do yeah. next. Joe, I mean, aren't, aren't, didn't you say something similar? Again, this all seems really recent to me and probably much more distant I to you. We where you a... said like, you know, you sit down and and it should be more like, not, oh God, what are they going to do? But okay, yeah, do something cool. I, yeah. I really that. look forward to you throwing me for a loop. It's yeah, be a fan of be a fan of your player characters. Like when they show up. Well, that's my first thing is let your players know what kind of game you want to run. Well, that was what I yeah. was going to say is know your audience. So yeah. like if you want to run a big silly game with a lot of RP and and things like that, like let them know. And if I mean, I never yeah, have a problem. Yeah, yeah. This was a response to yeah. somebody I, asked a question yeah. or something like that. But um, was it Ash? No, I think it was. I think it was Sam. Actually, mm -hmm. I think it, I think it was a Sam. Oh yeah, I think Sam it was note, Sam. Yeah. But I never have a problem with a DM who says you cannot play as this alignment because mm -hmm. that's the game that they want to run. If they, if they don't want an evil player in their campaign, that's their right to choose that. Well, and, I and mean, I like when your very first D and D game. Yeah. Is, is the one that you're still playing yeah. with me. Um, that I run, and it was you have to have I a good alignment. I gave very specific. Oh, I said this is you know you can't play. You have to play you know this number of alignments. You have to play these races, or you can't play these races, and right. you have to be able to do this, 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 and this. And I did that specifically because a some of you were new. Mm -hmm. B, I wanted the game to be ultra tropey. Right. Um. Because especially for for a new yeah. player's game, embrace that shit. Mm. Uh, they get comfortable going into it. And I don't think any of you guys ever were like, oh, that sucks. I wish I could play a fucking chaotic evil character in your good fucking aligned game. <laughs> no, I just wanted to be a... a you wanted to be chaotic neutral. No, I'm, I'm totally fine not being yeah. chaotic neutral. No, it was neutral. the tiefling thing at first. Yeah. Well, and, and the reason I didn't let him be a tiefling is he wanted to play a tiefling warlock. And the only reason he wanted to play a tiefling was, a charisma bump? was because of the charisma bump. It had yeah, nothing I mean, to do. We, he had no character concept that embraced being a tiefling. Oh, I still had no character concept for half-elf either. Yeah, but still. But it grew. Yeah, it yeah. would have grown for the tiefling too. Well, at the time, mm -hmm. in my opinion, and I was right. Your heart wasn't in the right place. <laughs> but I yep. think it's very much like if you have if you're reading out of a book, you can still be telling your own story and have your own like our Curse of Strahd game is very silly and goofy and I've played Curse of Strahd games that were very like you're a serious monster oh, hunter. Oh, dead serious. Yeah. yeah. Like and if you're running your own game that you're writing yourself, you get to actually plan everything out and, and tell people what story you want to tell and tell them what kind of characters you're looking for. And they, you know. Like, well, like we did Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Tomb of Horrors can be hella frustrating. Mm. Very, you know. I said is even free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it. There, there are a lot of things you can do mm -hmm. in Tomb of Horrors. Tomb of Horrors can be approached as, uh, okay, guys, I'm gonna kill you. Mm. Here's Tomb of Horrors, or it can be, hey guys, this is gonna be a lot of fun. You're all gonna probably fucking die. It's gonna be really cool. Uh, you know, I had so much fun role playing as dumb Harbeck with a bag over his head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I actually had a lot of fun restricting myself from cheating. Yep, because you had played it. Um, I will say also that 
can I run a super ultra serious game? Mm-hmm. Sure, I can, um, and and might. Um, mm-hmm. My vampire games tend to be super ultra serious, mm-hmm. um, because when I run vampire, I usually run Sabat, mm-hmm. which, mind you, Sabat can get goofy and ridiculous. But I, I really go for the horror aspect, the inhumanity aspect, things like that. Right. I, you know, I go gother than thou. Um, are the next game we're going to play, I've decided. I know what we're mm-hmm. doing next after after the what are we doing? We're playing Shadowrun. All right. Yeah. We're playing Shadowrun. I bought the new book. I Ooh. can fuck with that. And it is huge, and it is meaty, and I forgot how much I, I love like, Shadowrun. I like the lore of Shadowrun a lot. Yeah, I, I love played Shadowrun. some of the video games. And... Yeah. Um, but my, my second thing is... When your players come to you with their characters and they, you start playing the game, like I said when I answered that question, you have to be a fan of, of those characters. You have to want to see what they do and, and make their failures just as incredible as their successes. Make everything a story that they go to their other group and go, hey, you'll never believe the dumb shit that I did. I Shake and bake. love. Yeah. I love, and, and, and you know, and I'll talk about house rules in my next one. But Remember I that lo- time I stayed on and you fell off. <laughs> I love doing house rules, like like for example, um, in fifth ed, um, they got rid of critical failures, mm-hmm. effectively on everything. They got rid of critical failures. That's a that is a storytelling travesty. Yeah. Um, not only do I add critical successes and failures, mm-hmm. I add critical critical successes and failures to everything. Yeah. So you can critically succeed or fail at a skill. Mm-hmm. That's how Gonzo's barbarian died via a medicine roll. Right. Because she rolled a one on the medicine and you died. Yep. Um, but I grumbled through that wall. Yeah. But so, so, but you have to ask yourself. So with criticals, with mm-hmm. critical failures, I do everything I can. Yeah. To make it fun. Like, holy shit. I mean, and we have an old standby. Whenever Joe's character rolls a one on the die, he hits, he hits himself, himself in the balls, balls yeah. and he does full damage. But even and when, he still had a baby. Mm-hmm. Even when it's not a roll and it's just, I do something stupid because I'm not right. thinking. Like, the first time I got my armor of calling, I was yeah. so excited. We were on this mission. We were going to clear out an island. And we get to the cliff face of the island, and I have these jumping boots. So I jump as high as I can in the air and summon my armor of calling. And as I jump in the air, five arrows come at me. And I was like, yeah, I probably should have thought that one through. It's like, yeah, asshole. Like, they're literally skate, skate, skate. I mean, that was, yeah. So um, so shit like that, you know. Um, and that actually segues nicely into house rules. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're Now, if you're a new DM, I'm going to say... You're going to approach house rules differently than mm. if you're an experienced DM. Uh, for those of you DMs that don't know what a house rule is, it um, it is an extension of rule zero mm-hmm. of any role-playing game. Rule zero of a role-playing game is you are the storyteller. You are the DM. You are the game master, whatever they call it. It's your game, and what you say goes. Mm. You will have you, know, you may run into a player that's going to try to argue the rules or argue things with you. You have to decide. And this is part of the herding cats. Right. You have to decide to what degree you want to welcome that mm. and allow it, or even debate it. Make sure there are things around the room if someone says that they want to hide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, unless you are the correct halfling right. uh, race and you can hide behind uh, creatures one size bigger than you. Um, so 
when you are a new DM, if you're going to go ahead and come up with some house rules, ask yourself why mm-hmm. you're going to do the house rules. Now, here's my recommendation. If you are a DM, a new DM, look at the rules. If there's a rule that you really don't like, you really don't like, it just doesn't work with what you want to do, change it. Mm-hmm. Do it because it makes your life easier. Now, what does your life easier mean? This goes to approach. Your life easier, and I'm going to say this, yes, it's a moral thing. Your life easier should should be, it makes it easier for me to provide a good time to my players. Right. Um, and that should always be, yeah, I don't know what it is either. It is never you versus the player. Oh, right? my God. Absolutely. So important. You are not winning you uh, you win right. by giving them a fun time. Uh, I win when my players go to me, hey, Jim, I had a really good time. Thank you right. very much. I win. Um, I can, you know, don't, you know. Does you know, that mean you can't be a dick sometimes? Sure. Ha- yeah. Have your fun. And sometimes. But don't ruin their fun. Yeah. Sometimes they're going to attack Carl the Vampire, and Carl the Vampire is going to fucking wipe them out. <laughs> You know, you can, you know, these, these guys, they have the, you know, they can certainly punch above their weight. Um, you know, our paladin can sneak his head around the corner and there's a blue Draco lich that fucking hits his fucking breath weapon on him, kills him with massive, kills him by massive damage. I also reintroduced that rule as well. Our former sorcerer. It happens. Current bard can try to cast fucking lightning bolt or some shit. Up at a place, Tasha's hideous laughter over up at a over. place that he's not allowed to cast and has been told over and over again. But because but he's, he's drunk, drunk he's, so he's trying to do it. So then a giant lightning bolt comes from the sky and hurts the fucking fighter who's grabbing onto him and covered in fucking heavy metal plate. Sorry. Um, it yeah. was my own fault. I was, was trying yeah. to shut his mouth. Yeah, it was your own fault. So that's because none of y'all ever let me cast silence on him. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? We've evolved as a And group yet it since got then. cast on me. And the right one. And people got in a lot of trouble for that shit mm-hmm. in game. Um, but, you know, we all <laughs> developed as a group. I developed with you guys. You know, I got to push and see how Is this switched far I could go. Nothing. Nothing. No. <laughs> if, we, if, you were, if you were online gaming with the headphones, it would uh, do something. All right. Um, I learned something. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to change the rules, you're going to come up with rules... Oh, it's the mute switch. I Ask gotcha. yourself why you're doing it. Are you doing it to make your the, life easier for you or harder for your players? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is that you're doing it to make life harder for your players, don't do it. Yeah. Um, oh, I got a good tip. If you ever find a rule that players can exploit, remember, you can exploit that rule too. Mm-hmm. Oh, this spell is far too powerful. Yeah. It's far too powerful. <laughs> Cast it on him. Oh, I have the spell. I'm going to waste the world with it. Oh, shit. Why does a wizard of my similar power have the same spell? Oh, my God. Bad idea. You know, it's... I taught Josh that. Mm-hmm. I taught him that. And he used it after the party decided to just continue to not take Strahd mm-hmm. seriously at all when he showed up. He finally got to this point where he was just, all right, done with this. I'm going to cast fireball in its highest available slot level right here, right now. Fucking fireball. There you go. And he would have never done that had I not looked at him and said, hey, you know, some spells get really fun when you cast them at higher spell slots. Yeah, shit, son. 
Look at your fucking cantrips. What are you, fourteenth mm-hmm. level? Your fucking your fucking fu- your fucking firebolt does like yeah, right. seven d six. I mean, that's and you can cast that every fucking round. Mm-hmm. I did also have to uh, correct him on one little thing, just because it, it infuriated me mm-hmm. that he didn't know this rule as written. Because the, no, the players should not. I don't care that he's a halfling. He cannot end his movement turn. In your space. Right. Yeah. So that being said, so going back to rules, do what you can to know the rules, mm-hmm. and but don't feel like you have to memorize them because you don't. And anyone that expects you to, make them memorize the fucking rules. Um, if you have a rules question, don't mm-hmm. hesitate to sit down for a minute and go, oh, I'm going to fucking yeah. look this up. Like if, if one of your players does something or says something that doesn't sound exactly right, you have every right to go, hang on a second, let me check the ruling on that. And and go through and take a look. Also, why is the level one halfling warlock a frontline fighter? I'm a level 13 warlock, and I'm still midline. <laughs> and I got the robes of the Archmagus. Oh, by the way, I was wrong. Actually, no, I am much more smashy <laughs> with those. I was wrong. At 17th level, Firebolt is 4d10 damage. Yeah. But again, it's it's a it's a cantrip, mm-hmm. so you have you do it you can do it every round if you want. I mean, fucking told the dead, you can do some massive damage. Oh, dude, I, I told like, is they're missing one HP. Dude, I told the dead like it's my fucking job in my in, in the low level game that I'm playing mm-hmm. with Josh. So I mean, so I think that's that's a good one. Um, Don't forget, you got to cast speak with dead in order to talk to vampires. But this this I mean <laughs> no, these, you don't, but that's funny. these rules that we're talking about, they, I mean, I know we're focusing mainly on D and D, but they, they apply to every tabletop game that's out there. Every tabletop, every LARP, yeah. every every online experience. Any any game that you're choosing to run or you're choosing Online to, experience. Yeah, there's I don't think you play MMOs like I do. No, I don't mean I'm MMOs. I mean playing 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 games online. Oh, okay. Because right. I was gonna say the goal of most MMOs is fuck you, I'm better. <laughs> yes. But, you know, these apply to, you know, if you're playing something from, you know, a different gaming system entirely, it still applies to, you know, know the rules of whatever game you're playing. If you don't like a rule or you think there should be a different rule or something like that, you have every right to change it, you know? Also, hi, Wes. Um, I found another good one here. Um, I'm looking on Geek and Sundry, which is always fairly uh, yeah. solid. Um, Wait, it was Wes from Drinking and Dragons? West? Yes, that was Wes. Mm, good. Uh, build out your NPCs to enrich your world for the players. Um, so, I think if you're going to run a game, it is incumbent on you to make an attempt mm. to play some characters. Yeah. I am so proud of Josh. Fill the world. You never would have expected this, you having met him a couple mm-hmm. times. And I never expected this, having known him for 17 years. Right. Um, I think. It's getting close to that. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> he has a character voice for every goddamn NPC in the game that he's running. And I will freely admit to you that me, the actor, had like five voices that I cycled through. Mm-hmm. He has a unique persona and character voice and backstory. for, Like, he sits down and has gone through... Months in advance of things, figuring out exactly how he wants this random ass shopkeep to behave. Right. It it is amazing, and you know, and you know it's if good work on him. If you're not good at voices, don't do voices, but give them some kind of yeah. character trait. 
how they talk, what they say, how you interact with your players when playing that character. Talk about fucking random shopkeep. Why not? Yeah. You know, you would love the great old one that he's playing as the warlock's patron. Oh, really? It is just a hilarious yeah, 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 yeah. sort of. No, he's more like. Um, I don't know if you've watched uh, the DBZ abridged series. No, I can yeah. gladly well, you say have. I have yeah. not. Uh, so it's kind of like Gilbert Gottfried crossed with Imperfect Cell. Okay. <laughs> in that he's just this ridiculous voice. <laughs> and when he fondled my vagina. But he's like... Is that what it is? No, no. no it's, <laughs> and when he touched my clitoris. But I can't do it quietly. Yeah. And as your wife and child are upstairs. touched my clitoris. Uh, but yeah, it's just... And some of the shit that he... Mm. Just... I know that he came up with it off the cuff because like right i know the guy that was playing the warlock and mm. uh you can't plan for him yeah um but yeah it's just you'd love it i'll yeah, tell I... you stories about it later mm -hmm. but so uh, have know, fun god damn it build have fun yes um i will also say that the moment that running a game is no longer fun stop mm -hmm. stop if you don't stop You'll burn out and never want to do it again. Right. Um, I run games and I enjoy running games, but I also want to play sometimes. Mm. Um, because, you know, sometimes I want to throw fireballs. Yeah. You know? And not at a group of players to try to... Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's another tip on the Geek and Sundry list is, you know, and we've already kind of talked about it. Mm -hmm. Prioritize the game experience over the game's rules. For fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. Um rule of cool yeah i like to do that i like to pe let people so i like to pe let people do things above and beyond what they can actually do if it's cool right Ooh, we we killed alicanassus yeah i let yeah i let i, I let you win tomb of horrors <laughs> because it was cool was what you did because you're like we're taking shit with us we're gonna take <laughs> shit that we found with us hey does this work i have no reason to think it wouldn't <laughs> what well, fuck it right. you know um what the fuck man it was you know mm. I, I was impressed you know and and it's you oh, know oh, and by the more. way you mean a sarah rack yeah well i uh, call he, him alicanassus yeah that, that's why i said um, it that was a, yeah i mean that was a favorite to joe they yeah. they they killed they they defeated a sarah rack and hey, they did mm -hmm. it in a really funny interesting way hey harbeck do yeah. you consent yes all right, we're going. I'm going to touch him, and I'm going to use my readied action misty step on or dimension door. Dimension door. Five feet above the back of the Draco Lich, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to use my regular action to roll to stay on it. And it worked. Yeah. When you rolled well too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I certainly, I certainly dropped the AC on that challenge because of how fucking yeah. hysterical that was going to be if it worked. <laughs> And I didn't drop it by much. You rolled well, so it was mm -hmm. fine. But I was, you know. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you guys are riding a fucking Draco Lich. And it that's, was... that's the whole thing is like you are a fan of our characters. You are you enjoy watching us do these things, so you let us do them. Now, for the record, I enjoy watching them fail miserably right. as much as I do watching them succeed greatly. Mm -hmm. I enjoy watching them commit horrible bald acts of ridiculous hubris and have it just 
blow up in their faces. Sometimes the God switches your wisdom and your charisma. I mean, <laughs> you know, because you insult them to their face. You know, just hi Austin. Just, just pick up. Just, you still listening to us? Just pick up the dick of hubris and smack yeah. you in the face with it. Oh my God, Keith is running an all bards game. <laughs> That sounds hysterical. Which I mean, play that game. you could totally do because there's such a utility class oh, that yeah. you got everything Absolutely. covered. Sure, sure. But also, why do you hate yourself that much, Keith? Yeah, really. I mean, you're going to be stuck at the river for four days, real world time, <laughs> while everyone decides whether or not they want to make another attempt to seduce the fish. I, um, I'm um i playing a game right now where um we have to... um. It's an evil game, actually. Mm -hmm. Having fun. I'm playing a uh, a lizard man druid mm. um, uh, circle of spores. Yeah, so that's it's a fun. great. Yeah, it's a great. Subplot. And um, so last game, uh, so basically we we've, we're on this assignment to steal um, this gem, which is this noble houses symbol. Mm -hmm. um, it's political shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. So I'm like, all right, I will go reconnoiter. The hold. And I do that by turning myself into a common mouse mm -hmm. and sneaking in and walking around and, and, and checking the place out. I now have a strategy. I have an entire strategy of how we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone's like, yes, this is fantastic. But beforehand, our sponsor, the guy who hired us, said, you guys have 14 days to do this. Right. So I have a couple people going, oh, well, you know... Um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it, it, you know, it, we need to plan because in 14 days this is going to happen. I'm like, guys, you're planning too much. Right. Stop planning. This is not a, a grand con, a mm -hmm. big, this is not Ocean's Eleven. This is a smash and grab, all right? Yeah. I'm going to turn into a fucking mouse, all right? I, I, I'm, I'm going to find you a fucking, I have a bag of holding. I'm going to find a globe of air. You're going to put the globe of air on your head. You're going to get in my bag of holding. I'm going to turn into a mouse because the bag of holding comes with me. Right. I'm going to sneak you in thief. I'm going to then come out of wild shape. You're going to come out of the bag of holding. You are going to steal the swords. I am then going to put them in my bag of holding. You're going to get back in. We're going to shrink and we're we'll get the fuck out of there. Why does that work so well? Because it, stop it. So you, you know what's a great idea? What? You become a lich, right? You get a top hat, right? And the top you need a top hat, you need a portable hole, you need a bag of holding. Right? So okay. what you do is you become a lich. You take this top hat, it's gotta be a long top hat. In the very back of the top hat. For those of you that don't play D&D, I apologize for the level of dork that's happening right now. In the right very now. back of the top hat, you secure your portable hole. Into that portable hole, you place your phylactery. Then, secured to the brim of the top hat so that it hangs inwards but not into the portable hole, goes the bag of holding. Thusly, you can be the magic lich man who's always pulling things out of his top hat. And when you die, you will always reappear nearby to that top hat. Right. And anyone who thinks that you're hiding your phylactery inside of your magic top hat will go to reach in and only get the things from your uh, bag of holding. They'll never suspect the portable hole deeper in it. 
because you already have the magic top hat. Until someone bangs the lich on the head, on the top of the top hat, crushes the top hat, bringing the portable hold down and over the bag of holding, and then a rip in the astral realm happens. Yeah, but what a way to go. I, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> also, I mean, if you're a lich, you're playing an evil game, so... This is also true. Yeah, that's your ace in the hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, also... Even if you die, your phylactery presumably just gets scattered with the rest of the things in the bag. This is true. So you will just come back near to your phylactery. Mm -hmm. Then you can pick it up and start all over again in a new plane. Yeah. It's fine. They've just helped you further your goals. And in theory, if you're a lich, you're a very powerful wizard. So no matter what plane you, you end up in, you can always cast plane shift and come mm -hmm. back to where you're supposed to go. Yeah. So I got a list. I got, another, I got a little list. And we've talked about a bunch of this mm -hmm. um, already. Um. You know, I, I see things like, you know, prepare to improvise, mm -hmm. um, focus the game on the characters, um, you know, uh, build, bi develop interesting NPCs, build, build rich worlds, yeah. um, provide evocative narration. Mm -hmm. um, even if you're reading out of the book. Yeah. If you're reading out of a pre-prepared, out of a pre-prepared, <laughs> out of a prepared adventure, mm -hmm. if you're reading out of it, check your tone, man. Yeah. Um, you know, also check your pacing, mm -hmm. pacing of a game. Yeah. Um, you know, you've paced a game well when everyone's really engaged, having a really good time. And it, you know, you start at noon and you're going next thing you know, you look up and it's nine o'clock at night. You're like, holy shit. Is it real? That one was me this time. I knocked my mic. moving. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm talking with my hands a lot today. So that's why I keep hanging, banging it around. I actually, uh, I've purchased some equipment that will hopefully fix that. Um, Boom mics. So, um, but I see a really good one, maybe, that really kind of summarizes a lot of what we're saying here. It's right here. Two mm -hmm. words. Say yes. Yeah. Yes and? Right. Say yes. Did that make it through? Yes. I All right, so. cool. And? Um... <clears throat> Saying no for the sake of saying no doesn't only mean that you're a bad DM. It means that you're an asshole. Um, it's really hard not to make mouth noises. <laughs> the worst, and you know, it's if you're a DM and you don't like your players or you want to see your players have a bad time, you are a fucking sociopath, and yeah. I don't want to play your game. Mm -hmm. um, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> you know, when I play a game, I, I want to give my character, my players what they want. Mm -hmm. I, you know what? If they have ideas they right. want to bring to the table, God damn it, I, I, I do that. Well, that was our first, our first game when we were discussing things. We all random rolled our, our traits and everything like that and I, I got this thing where it was, you know, I'm hiding a shameful secret that keeps me from my homeland and then I wish the love of my life was with me on this adventure and I took that and I went, hey, can we do a thing where, like, I accidentally got the love of my life kidnapped because I stole a thing that I shouldn't have taken? And you were like, fuck yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, have we ever finished fleshing out Valorik's background? No, we specifically kept it vague. All right. Yeah. Um, I forget if we've done anything else with it lately. Um, I it's, think it's literally the never-ending story we finished so far. The egg. No, it's literally the never-ending story so far. Basically, your story, yeah. Valorik's story is he goes and finds a book in the library and opens it and feels compelled to read it and can't stop reading it. So he, t and literally like one point they like the, the, the librarian of the, the, I think I sent this to you, the librarian of the library, like tries to get you to stop and you kill her. And then you go back up to the attic to read. 
And um, I maybe don't kill her. I know that we did around, uh, it was in the Tomb of Horrors, finally reveal that Valorik's body is covered in just ritual scars. Scars, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, because that's the only time anyone in the party has ever seen him without right. any full clothes yeah, on. Yeah. And that's because I did a dumb because I random rolled because otherwise Gonzo the player knows exactly how this item works. Mm -hmm. Right. Which felt fair. Mm -hmm. yep. um, what do you think, DM? Was that fair? You didn't hear me, bitch, did you? Yeah. Nope. I wouldn't have allowed it. Um, really, just, you know... Um, I'm full of phlegm. Yeah. Mm. You, you know, I, I, I do believe in the rules. Yeah. Um, I believe it, but but you need to use the rules as a tool. Yeah. The, the You don't work for the rules. Mm. You make the rules work for you. Yeah. Telling your story. What's that Captain Barbosa quote? More like guidelines. It's more like, yeah, it's more like <laughs> guidelines. Um, so, I mean, that's that's really what I have to say about DMing. Um, I, I guess I could say, I guess there, I mean, I could, you know, I guess there is more, but for a beginning DM. Yeah. Let's recap. Um, prepare to improvise. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I am going off this list now. Uh, focus the game on the characters. Um, say yes. Mm -hmm. um, develop interesting NPCs and build rich worlds. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to yeah. make the game as fun for you as it is for the players, because it should be. I got one. I got one. Don't over-prepare. No. As a DM. That, that Don't leads to... over-prepare. And this goes back to what we were saying, you know, be ready to improvise mm -hmm. at a moment's notice. There's nothing more frustrating than writing, and I, I every young DM does this, writing mm. this grand, huge, epic plot that, that, you know, they need to see how clever your story is. Right. And you know it's hey, you dress like a fig. Yeah, it's it's you know they 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 have to see this big epic story, and then they come in and they just I believe those were the players' exact words to Strahd, yeah. the fucking vampire yeah. lord. So, or there you like go. Gonzo's old story, sometimes you have a plot planned and then you go steal a boat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so, there so you much go. fun. But I'll tell you what, the DM was not a fan. But why wasn't he a fan? I think it's because after that point we made it a deliberate choice to never exactly go where it was very clear he wanted us to go. Then it's up to the DM to obscure that somehow. Yeah. We because eventually you know killed a dragon and painted the boat with its blood. Cuz you know what? Yeah. If, Don't know how we did that at like level 3. If I got a group of if I got a group of players that are being contrarian <clears throat> just to fuck with me. Mm -hmm. Um I may very well go, you guys are being contrarian just to fuck with me. Um, I don't want to be fucked with. I want to have fun. If you're going to continue to fuck with me, go home. Yeah. I believe that is what we wound up doing. You know, it's like, it's like I don't, the game ended I don't, after we stole I don't, the boat. I don't want to play with you if you're specifically trying to just, right. if your one goal is to take everything I give you and wipe your mm -hmm. ass with it. Because obviously you're not here to play a game. You're here just to fucking bust my balls for, for six hours. See, we, we were there to play. And we were all having a grand old time until the DM made it very clear that he did not enjoy us having this boat and free reign now. I refuse to there blame... There are better ways yeah. to have done... I refuse yeah. to blame the players in right. most of these situations. 
especially the group of players. Mm. You know who your fucking players, unless you're yeah. playing with a group you've never met before, which has happened to me. That was a great plan to steal a boat. But you know, it, you know, you as a DM, it's all up to you. Right. I used an unseen servant to start a bar brawl while our bard snuck onto a warship and started setting fires so that everyone would go to put the fire out or was occupied by the bar brawl. And it's at that point that I think he was a ranger and he had just randomly taken a skill that let him captain a boat. Mm. And we all snuck onto this other one while no one was watching and took the boat. It was grand and we all worked together. And then the DM was like, no, you guys, you can't do that. You got to go over well, here now. If I and that's had, what we yeah. said. No, we're going to kill the dragon that you're trying to send at us. Paint our boat with it. And then I guess we're all just done playing this game now because there's nothing Because else. you specifically yeah. don't want to let us have a good time. Uh, you know what? If, if that had happened, mm -hmm. shit, son, you would have done what I wanted you to do, but you would have done it in the context of I got this boat. <laughs> like, I would have, you know, it's say yes. Mm -hmm. Say yes. Um, I refuse to blame, to place almost any blame on the players when shit like that. Yes, you, everyone, every game has difficult players sometimes. Right. I've had my share of difficult players. I've been a difficult player. Mm. I found that in general, a difficult player, once you sit down and talk to them and are like, hey, I see, I get, I get what you're doing. They'll sometimes this be This is not yeah. fun for the five other people at the table with right. you. Yep. I understand it's fun for you. I understand that you are winning mm. and that you, this is now tailored explicitly to like the one person that mm -hmm. I know, but it's like, I understand that you are winning and that you are having fun because you are winning and that when you're not winning, you're not having fun. But the rest of them are not having fun. Yeah. And he, every single time, actually, um, I think, so Josh had to talk to him and explain to him why it's absolute bullshit and ruining the immersion for you to walk into a room and me just hand you a list of where everything hidden is. You know? And when when we were having problems with his character in my game, he's the one who realized and came up to me. Like, I was about to talk to him anyway. But yeah. He came up to me and said, hey, so I don't think that this is really right. going to work. Can I change this? And both of us have been, yes, in fact, please do. But dealing with that... And everyone has a lot mm. more fun. Dealing with that situation, for example, the way that he had built that character... Um, There are ways that you can deal with that as a as a DM. I mean, you can. I mean, you, you can. You can move his his personal DC up higher while right. everyone else can do it. But or sometimes you can just go no, mm -hmm. like oh I, I I I can find everything. Sure, um, your passive lets you find this 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 and this. You know, and then someone you know uses um, let's say somebody then uses uh, investigate and they find something else. Well, I should have seen that. Well, you didn't. Yeah, no, I well, mean, I should have. Oh, I, mean, I, I really I, think I just said you didn't. Like, I tried to talk to Josh about this too when he he came to me first, saying, "Hey, this is kind of bullshit right. that his passive is this high." And I looked at him. I said, "Okay, it is kind of bullshit, mm -hmm. but um, you know, if you think of passive more as a just being able to pick up on the things." I, yeah. When you're not actively looking. When I, when I think of passive perception, most of the time I think of it's like, hey, you're camping out there, and while you're on watch, you hear a rustling 
in the yeah, in, the, it, bu- in the bushes behind you. And, and, and the way I use you know, that's also the way I use passive perception. And then we'll move on. But the way that I use passive perception is they don't use passive perception. I use their passive perception. So I go, can I get all your passive perception yeah. scores, please? Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I tried to explain that. And then little... I will roll against that. Mm-hmm. But he, I guess he liked the way he had been doing it, where mm-hmm. it was more of just like an automatic, which when you when you look at the core of the rules, that's kind of what it is. It's a taking, yeah. it's taking a 10. Right. right, but still with passive perception, first of all, they are never in control of that stat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are never in control of that stat. Obviously, it's on their sheet. It's right. based on skills and things like that. It's based on passive perception. They got a high wisdom score. But, but got, no, that that's taking but the 10. It's, yeah. it's, well, no, it's not. Passive perception means do you notice it? Yeah, right. but looking at how the that skill is uh, calculated is... 10, 10 plus, plus your perception. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. So, so it, it represents the same sort of yeah. thing as... I mean, yeah. and it's, You know, it I'm not going to try. I walk mm-hmm. in, I take a 10, do I see anything? How do you, it just how so you happens to be... Like, yeah. I, And you can you choose that. When I play, when I DM, passive perception is always a jumping off point for me for them to then make an actual perception yeah. check or make an investigation well, check. Well, and that's, something. that's something that you could tear it and be like, all right, what's, so, yeah, so the, the DC... On the first tier right. is fifteen. Your passive perception sixteen. Your passive perception is fourteen. You got a feeling with your passive perception. You got a feeling there's something goofy here. Right. Something looks weird. Something I want to go off. like 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 uh, in Vampire LARP, for example. And th- that's why I tried to tell you know, him. It's, though, it's, was... it's it's like in, in Vampire. Um, it's okay. You have obfuscate up, so you're you're invisible. Um, I have equal to greater dots of auspex, so I can. Mm-hmm. see through obfuscate with a challenge but in theory I don't even know you're there but I have I have the awareness skill yeah. can I I now have the ability to attempt to break your obfuscate right. that's 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 what I tried to tell him which is like, the know, right way to do it use yeah. it use it like that you know he, he'll walk in and he's not going to immediately see the hidden thing that you have to pick up things and move them around to see. Mm. So he's still got a role to investigate that. I but. would say that if he allowed that, that is specifically not how right. that skill reads. But yeah, I mean, it, it all worked out in well, the end Well, it worked anyway. out in the end, man. So, yeah, yeah we could sit here. totally derailed the, uh, no, that's the okay. thread. No, no, but we could totally sit here all day yeah. and, and all night could, and yeah. talk about, you know, DM stories we've had. Just, you know, it's... But it's a really good subject, mm-hmm. and obviously there's a lot to running a game. Yeah. Um, you, you know, in the end, the most important thing is to have fun. Yes. And I don't only mean your players have fun, you have to have fun. Everybody sitting around the table, regardless of their role, should be having a good time playing the game. And it is the player's responsibility to make sure you're having a good time, too. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if your players are actively causing you to have a bad time or if they're doing something that really gets on you, it is your responsibility, no longer as their DM, but as their friend to go, hey, dude, this is this is really fucking with yeah. me. Can you cut that shit out? Right. So. There we go. I felt the episode winding now. Well. Oh, we still got mail. We still got mail. Yeah, but I just wanted to. And actually, today, um, unless, I don't think I saw anything on Twitter. I did um, not receive anything on Twitter. But I do see a piece of mail. But um, Joe, we're hoping to get more mail 
feedback and things yes. like that. So if I, they, I didn't mean to end the. No, no, segment, no. It's a good place to jump yeah, off. If they did want to uh, get in touch with us, how could they do that? Well, they could email us, couchgrouches at gmail.com. They could find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchgrouches. They could find us on Twitter at couchgrouches. They could find us on Instagram at couchgrouches. Eventually, uh, they'll be able to find us on YouTube and we'll let, let them know. Make when sure to like, rate, and subscribe, and ring that bell to join the notifications. But I'm um, practicing. And they can find us on whatever their favorite podcasting software is, you including know, Spotify. Should. You can find us on Spotify. We could start streaming Mario Maker 2 when it comes out. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. That's how I found a lot of Twitch streamers that I follow oh. now. So, friend of the show, Doug, contacts us on. I'm uh, not just milking it so we get more of this sweet, sweet gmail.com. Doug says, um, why didn't Nintendo ever really do the trophy thing? I always got the Wii would have done better with it. Um, my opinion is because mm. Nintendo markets to the casual gamer. Yeah. I think it's because Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, the, the trophy thing is almost like making the single player experience. Competitive, I think. Like, I'm playing, you know, I'm playing Uncharted, and if I do this specific thing and I find all these things, then I get a trophy for it. So I'm making the single player experience a more competitive experience, which incentivized the, you know, typical online gamer to play through the single player. Right. I mean, I will legitimately say I've gone for certain rare trophies on Steam just because I see that, mm-hmm. oh, only like 1% of the thousands of people that play this have this. I want it too now. Right. I give no fucks about trophies. No. Um, up to the point like, you know, you know, they, 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 you know, in the Bethesda games, even on consoles, if you use mods, it turns trophies off. Oh, they, they, yeah. What a fucking shame. Let me keep playing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why I like a lot of games that have, you know, an Iron Man mode sort of thing in it, where it's like, okay, you can get these achievements and these trophies. Steam does it, uh, like Paradox Interactive, who I totally forgot that this is kind of news that I didn't know that's really important. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring it back right now. And Jim, get fucking hype, because Paradox Interactive is making Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yeah, I know. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is the best Vampire the Masquerade video game. It's the only va- Vampire the Masquerade video game? No, they made uh, that other one that I can't remember that started. Requiem. Oh, they made Re- a Requiem game? Yeah, Requiem was oh, I had no idea. garbage. But Bloodlines is nice. And just by me mentioning Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, a couple people are going home to reinstall it's that. True. It's true. Because it happens every time that game is brought I've up. never played it. Oh, I enjoy it. I, I never enjoy it greatly. And I'm hyped because Paradox is great. I love Stellaris, yeah. which is a really fun mm-hmm. AAA, you know, real-time strategy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, trophies. Nintendo. Trophies, yeah. yeah. Like, Paradox, you know, has Iron Man modes in, in some of their games where... And Bethesda you, has survival modes. You know, you can't it, you use know. cheats. It yeah. disables the console. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're locked into doing this thing Mm -hmm. and you get achievements for it or you can turn it off, have all these things and just play through however you want to play. Yeah. So I like that kind of thing. It caters to both halves of Mm. my brain. Yeah. I mean, I. I I do think your your gut instinct to mm. uh, to the question was correct, though. It's because 
Nintendo markets to a much more casual yeah. audience. You know, you think about, you know, and that's why I've said that ever since um, the Nintendo 64, well, let's go back, let's, let's actually mean it the way I mean it. Ever since the Sony PlayStation came out, mm -hmm. Nintendo has been a solid second console in my house. Mm -hmm. um, it is right now. I have a Switch. Thank you, Gonzo. You're um, welcome. I have a Switch. My, Joe, someday I will come to you and ask for money. Yes. Today I would say is not that, that day. I would say that my PS4 is my primary console. Mm -hmm. That is my primary console. You also got a 3DS over here, too. My sister gave me a 3DS. Yeah. So my sister, I love my sister, but she has this bad habit of buying electronics. So my sister loves going to pawn shops. Mm -hmm. So she'll buy, like, electronics... Like she'll buy, I, I've had, I've gotten so many video games from this broad. She'll buy a video game, realize that she doesn't like video games, then give mm. me the video game. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you keep doing it? She's like, I don't know, it looks like fun and then I fucking mm. just don't want to do it. So here, you, you like video games. I don't know when I'm going to fucking play a 3DS. I've got it now in case I want to. But I mean like. It's hanging I'm, out right next to your PS3, PS2, Wii. My Wii. There was a pretty decent Metroid game for 3DS. Yeah, there, there are a couple of things. Yeah. I, I got to pick up stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so the Nintendo is a very solid secondary. Mm. And why do I have a Nintendo? Why did I want a Nintendo? Um, I wanted a Ninten that Nintendo. I wanted the uh, Switch specifically for Breath of the Wild yeah. and for the Metroid game that's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, people... Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming, though. But people buy... So you know, but, but even semi-casual you know, semi gamers buy Nintendo and Nintendo mm -hmm. games because they want to play Zelda. They yeah. want to play Mario. They want to play, play Pokemon. They right. want to play Metroid. I, they, you know. I bought my Switch for Mario Odyssey. Really, Which I still watch, played watching yet. people play through that game made me yeah. look at it and go, holy shit, I need this yeah. because this is say, just fun. Well, I saw Breath of the Wild yeah. and I'm like, oh, that needs to be part of my there life. There are Nintendo games that the games themselves will insert a trophy system. Yes. Trophy in quotation mark. Like Smash Brothers, if you do specific things, you right. unlock pictures and, yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah. things. I, I like Mario is always a collect-a-thon. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think the question is less about achievements right. and more about that, that online trophy system. Yeah. So, you know, the trophies that, you know, my PSN, mm. my trophies are on my PSN, yeah. or if you have an Xbox One, whatever the fucking Microsoft Xbox uh, channel is called. Uh, Xbox Live. So Virgin Xbox Live troll. So my, but my PSN profile mm -hmm. has all my trophies, and I have a million fucking trophies because I've played some goddamn video games in my time. Mm. And everything's gonna throw you a trophy, right? Yeah, some right. of the dumbest things. And I've been like, I'm playing through Symphony of the Night again, through through the the Requiem mm -hmm. download, and you know, I'm already getting ridiculous trophies. Yeah. I know that I'm eventually gonna play that game all the way through, and I'm gonna get 200 percent on that game, and I'll get the 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 oh my god, you play too much goddamn Castlevania mm -hmm. trophy. Um, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it for that reason. So, yeah, I, I I understand, and I think actually at the core is what you said, um, and it might be a generational thing, it may be a play style or what you like. I think um, your competitive player right. wants to be competitive no matter what, mm -hmm. even if he's playing something single player. They want to be able to say, hey, I got this thing that only however, because... Only one percent of Steam yeah. players have PlayStation and yeah, Steam, especially and everybody when it's that, will, will tell you when yeah. it's that achievement for Honey Pop. 
Yeah. <laughs> that game that answers the age-old question of, can a man play Bejeweled one-handed? The answer is yes, and I got that rare trophy. <laughs> Ridiculous. So that's it for letters. You want to be a competitive gamer, go back and listen to this episode. Take a drink every time one of us knocks a mic. <laughs> yeah, really no shit. So you get drunk first. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's effectively the show. Yeah. Only, um, one, only one mail? Yeah, um, only one mail this week. Nothing. They, nothing they clearly Jordan, didn't know I was coming saying. back. Well, that's, I yes, yeah. correct. So. We'll get it all next week. Yeah. And spoiler alert, I won't be here. I, I, I'm going to try to be here. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're switch, gonna to, switch to Thursday, so that you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? So that really de- that here. really depends on if we need another pickup for hair. Yeah. I don't think that we will. I think so. You have different sound people on Friday. Yes. Because Shay's not going to be. Yes. Here. Um, so Josh and Janine are coming in to run sound for you guys. So they probably want the pickup to be able to run through no, the show. Once. It's because Hashish and the bed have been not the hottest. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about it off the yeah. show. Mm. So, um, Shay, I didn't know Shay did used to do uh, Vietnam reenacting. Mm-hmm. He came in with his reenacting helmet and airsoft gun, oh. and I'm using those now instead of the not horrible but still kind of shitty Toys. army cap. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, Stewie brought in a uh, an airsoft a gun. really nice airsoft gun, oh, okay. but it wasn't exactly period. Whereas this oh, is the one. Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, no, I I wasn't. One, I'm not the prop master for I didn't this. Know they even had Vietnam reenactments. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. But you know, I wasn't the prop master for this, and I had no problem with the one that uh, Stewie had. But Shay came in to do sound the very first day. He looks up and he goes, "Hey, you know, I did Vietnam reenacting, right? You want me to bring some of my kid in?" I'm like, "Yes, please." I, of and all the wars to reenact, <laughs> I really feel like Vietnam is a poor choice. <laughs> well, we'd, lo- we'd love to hear about what you guys think about uh, re- Vietnam War reenacting. Joe, how can they get in touch with us? You can email us, couchcrouches at gmail.com. You well, yeah, can th- find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchcrouches. You can find us on Twitter at couchcrouches, Instagram at couchcrouches. And just, you know, if you Google couchcrouches, we'll probably come up. And now the long-awaited actual answer to the question Gonzo's Black Magic Corner, have you summoned the demons? We can find out. I was going to do one of these for one of y'alls right now. All right, what do you got? I got this amazing new Oracle deck that I haven't used at all yet called Arcane Bullshit. We should play Gonzo's theme while he does this. What I, is Gonzo's theme? The the Jingle Bell. No, not I, 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 the one with the birds. Oh, the birds. Oh, yes. you want the birds? birds yeah. is Gonzo's theme. Yeah, well, so which one of y'all wants are you, the cards? Are, 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 you, are you sure it's not? It's been a while, Nick. Oh, hey, have we mentioned friend of the show, Ron Perlman? Not today. All right. I'm just, Although I did, I gotta hit you all know, these notes. You know, I don't like ice pirates. I know that you don't. But like I said, ice if we ever blow up and can get Ron Perlman on the show, we're gonna do a rewatch of Ice Pirates with Ron Perlman. I love that movie. <laughs> All right, so there it is. This good black magic corner. I just really want to like try out this deck, so I'm not gonna do anything. So we were almost done, but I didn't realize we were going this far into it. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. No, I'm yeah, very no. excited. Uh, so it's just gonna be like a one card oracle reading. I'm not gonna mm. do a full anything. But Joseph, yes, I've picked you because you're sitting right across the table from okay. me. Okay. 
And also, you tend to have the most questions about everything in life. Okay. Am I wrong? You are not. Joseph. Yes. I would say just think of your question, but this is an audio format. Okay. So I want you to just come up with a question okay. for, for them cards. I'm going to shuffle while you do. Is this like a it's so, yes or no thing? Is this what is the... It's, uh, so you ever seen a tarot reading or anything before? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Okay. So I guess it could be a yes or no. You just got to... You know, it just occurred to me. We'll interpret the card. What? Hold on. Now continue. I'm sorry. Also, we got that nice... Oh, you know what I realized? ASMR card shuffle. You know what I forgot? Hold on. I forgot the birds. There they are. Gotta have the birds. I didn't know you had to fade the birds in. No, I didn't. I just... I just... What I did was I just went to a... Oh, another you, track. You but went I'm just the one without the bird. But I'm good. All right, so 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 pull your fucking card. Well, he's gonna. Okay. Um, will I enjoy my job this summer? Oh, good question. Good question. Let us see, shall we? Let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Big sexy Satan. I feel like we that could have be... pulled the big sexy Satan. I feel like that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Now I'm I'm actually gonna look this up because of course it comes with a a little little book here that uh, right. You know it's got the simple spread for beginners that has one card on fire, one staring blankly into the void. So much relish. <laughs> the pitmaster spread throw cards into the well. So what is big sexy Satan? Oh, great question. I actually don't know this one. Some of them are really easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, rhubarb Tony's a little confusing. <laughs> we can't go through them all. No, I know I can't. I just gotta find Big Sexy Satan. Would you really help if there was a number on the card to right. like go with any of these instead? I gotta. Are they like? Oh, I was gonna say they like alphabetical order or something. No, like that. that'd also be real easy. But yeah. uh, what part of this be- deck with a Big Sexy Satan makes you think there would be any sort of order to anything? Watch Big Sexy Satan be the very last one or something. Oh, there's the penis weasel. <laughs> ah, Big Sexy Satan. Here's your answer, Okay. Joe. Big Sexy Hip-Poppin' Dong-Dangling, Shape-Shifting, Non-Gender Conforming, Non-Anything Conforming, Subterranean Sin Daddy, Satan. He's the answer to all your problems, but there's no turning back from the transformative awesomeness he's offering. That sounds pretty good for your summer okay. job, honestly. When you get down to it, Big Sexy Satan bodes well for you. All right. Thanks, Big and Sexy Satan. And I suppose Satan. I did just contact the demon. <laughs> well, I mean, you did get Big Sexy Satan. Live and on air. Is this <laughs> not the quality audio content that you've come to expect from Couch well, Couches? So got, oh, man, you just missed random clip art. Ah, oh, dang. I'm not going to find what that means. That would take too long. Well, we'll be back next week to figure out what we the hell hope we're you doing. You will be too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, new audience members. Goodbye. And to that, I say for Couch Grouches, I'm Jim. I'm Joe. I'm Gonzo. Fuck on, audience. I have something that I want to say. All right. Bacon will kill you, smoking will kill you. But when you smoke bacon, it's cured. But. Have you ever considered the fact that the best part of a cucumber tastes like the worst part of a watermelon? Yours is better. Shit. <laughs>